Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions Steve Dosh, Rinko Levers. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for subscribing on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now YouTube. We, next week, James Breakwell, we are taking the next level. We're going to take it to the next level. Sorry. Yes, we are. We are planning to go with video, which is a huge Ooh. step for us and a huge step down for the audience. I mean, I don't know what, this, this will be the moment where we really do lose everybody when they actually see what we look like on a consistent basis. I'm concerned that we're going to be objectified by women. That is my main, my main concern. <laughs> women, men, animals, everybody will be into us or horrified by us, one or the other. Well, we're going to take video by storm, and so you got to get on the YouTube channel for Wrong and Wronger and subscribe. Get in on the ground level for this thing. And I'd like to I'd like to welcome special guest my pig who could not decide if she wanted to be inside the door or outside the door for this podcast and now she is inside the door so you will hear oinking behind me the entire time. All right. Well, we haven't thus far, but I'll let you know if it comes through. You're making All Gilly right. a household name. She has she has some strong opinions. I'm sure she'd like to be heard. <laughs> All right. Well, strong opinions are what we do here at Wrong and Wronger. We argue about topics that seem inane on the surface. And today we've got a doozy. But they're topics that everybody has an opinion about, which is why they enjoy listening to us prattle on. What are we going to talk about today, James? Today we are going to do Mickey Mouse versus Bugs Bunny. Mickey Mouse versus Bugs Bunny. And I'm a little bit hobbled. Kathy Bates has me like James Caan with my ankles against a uh, like a railroad tie because of my surgery. So if Breakwell seems like he wins this week, I just want everybody to know that I really won, and you should vote for me again next week. Because two, two, quick, two, two quick points, and I was going to cut you off there. You won the last debate because of the pity vote. Oh, poor me. I'm dying in a hospital. Yeah, that was... You, you will go to any length to win. Uh, second, second of all, the pig just dumped her water bowl. <laughs> I am not going to get up to stop it. I 100% knew this was going to happen. Uh, uh, this pig is going to destroy my office behind me, and I'm just going to stay on the line for you, the listeners, because this debate is that important. So if you hear something, it sounds like somebody's being murdered in the background. It's just my pig banging around a dish, making her presence known. Ah, my check cleared. That's good to know that your pig gets his, her mail. <laughs> Gilly's a girl, right? She is a girl, which probably explains why she she is so spiteful of me. She's in league with all my other daughters, so they, you ha- they formed your, an alliance. I can't remember. Is your dog a girl also? The dog is a boy. The dog is oh. the only boy in the house besides me. Thank God you have at least somebody in your corner. <laughs> I don't know if he's rooting for me either. I really don't. I suspect all the animals. <laughs> all right, so today... We are going. The, the last audio broadcast is going to be a good one. What are we debating today, James? We uh, we actually just said this like thirty seconds ago, but we are debating. Holy Mickey cow! Mouse did we really? Bugs Bunny. Are you yes, serious? We did. <laughs> it's. I, I'm not sure which part of your body they did, they did that medical procedure on, but clearly it has affected uh, your brain. That's okay. Because you know what, this topic is so important. We need to tell the audience <laughs> twice. That was totally deliberate, and not you losing your mind at all. Uh, welcome to Wrong and Wronger. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I am Steve Olivas, <laughs> and I am weaning off of pain medication as we speak. Yeah, my wife downstairs. She said, "Are you going to take another pill before you go upstairs?" And I said. No, that clouds up my mind, but apparently it's <laughs> sufficiently foggy the way it is. 
I'm going to uh, I'm going to take our first official pig timeout. You can fill the air for 15 seconds. I'm going to let the pig out the door. All right. I will tell everybody where they can catch us if they're excited about this video. Go to YouTube or YouTube.com. I know we've got people that are about as computer savvy as I am. And just do a search for Wrong and Wronger, and our account will come up. And the videos of me eating a lemon, me uh, singing a Justin Bieber song, and I understand why that got fewer hits than the lemon eating contest, or not contest, punishment. <laughs> And it will also have James acting out a scene from Napoleon Dynamite, which uh, half the world has already seen anyway. Not just and- acting out living that scene. I was that <laughs> character. Indistinguishable from the actual movie. All right. Oh, I just got a little torque there, but... Ah. <laughs> That's a phrase I'm going to have to ban you from saying God during this. dang, I can't laugh, because then I, can, I clench I can up. deal with you you being mentally clouded, but the physical description uh, of what's wrong with you, we're not, we're not going to be able to get yeah, through. Yeah, James and I had a conversation that will haunt him for weeks oh, before God. we so if, if, you, if you ever want to ask Steve specifically what's wrong with him, just don't. Trust me, don't. We went into it a little bit before, but it wasn't that much detail, and today the details were just flowing. And just, just understand, I took one for the team in listening to that conversation off air. So you didn't have to suffer <laughs> through it. All right, let's get to our nice All things. Right, let's, let's, let's jump uh, in here before we, you start repeating yourself even more. Okay, uh, let me go first because I'm going to forget that we had this conversation if you go first. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to say, and uh, James and I always exchange a pleasantry before we begin the uh, the combat. And I'll say that James was James is efficient in the way that he runs his life. He is a well-oiled machine. And that was evidenced by I uh, Thursday as I'm coming out of surgery. I texted him and said, I lived. And he said, all right, well, if you end up dying, I've already found your replacement. So I I appreciate (laughs) the fact that wrong and wronger will live on even if I don't. This is true. I I wanted to make sure that the listeners, all eight of them, would not be cut short by your unpleasant demise. Let's face it. If this thing doesn't kill you, something else will. You're not going to be here for the long term. So you're kind of like Doctor Who. There will always be somebody else to sit in your chair and replace you and keep this thing going. So so thank you for keeping the seat warm for your replacement, who will undoubtedly be better than you, and who who will hopefully only introduce the topic once a night. We'll we'll see. Fingers crossed. All right. In case you're just tuning in, we're doing Mickey Mouse versus. All right, what nice thing do you have to say about me? Oh, I had some nice things lined up, and then this podcast tonight started. I think I lost most of them. (laughs) I would like to compliment you on... for once, practicing what you preach. Ah. Because you have, for months, literally yeah. months, perhaps half a year, however yeah. long this has been going on, yeah. you have been bragging about not wearing pants, and it's yeah. been a lie. But today, due to your medical condition, you yeah. are literally not wearing pants. For the first and only time in the entire length of this podcast, you told the truth. Uh, by well, accident. Uh, well, uh, I've been telling the truth all along, uh, as much to your chagrin as that may be. <laughs> But no, I have not been able to wear pants for about a week. And so I've been going around in baggy pajama bottoms. Actually, I haven't been going around. I had to drag my carcass upstairs tonight to do this podcast. I have been flat on my back on a recliner, including sleeping there for about seven days. So this has been a nice reprieve from my recliner. If I'm nice, not sure if, if that sounds like an awful life or the best possible life. I really am up in the air on that one. It's not bad when you're stoned and really don't care and your wife waits on you hand and foot. And then <laughs> your wife gets tired of doing that and leaves you on your own and says things like, I'm going to the office for a couple hours, but doesn't take her briefcase with her. It's kind of a weird thing. <laughs> 
Anyway, so but I should I should amend my compliment if you haven't been wearing pants this whole time, which I'm still highly suspect of. I should compliment you on having a life worth saving. The fact that your wife hasn't murdered you at you yet after waiting on you hand and foot, I, I find that completely unbelievable. You should be six feet underground for sure. My wife has been a trooper through all of this, far more than uh, I can imagine being so with a, a patient like me. But uh, thank you for that compliment. I think as is most of the compliments I get. Okay, so the way that we decide who argues which, and uh, I think this week we're going to do Bugs Bunny versus Mickey Mouse. Is that right? That is correct. All right. We flip the Guam quarter of fate, and that decides which that James the... Uh, James the Breakwell Unicorn. Holy cow. That uh, Which one he is going to argue, and what will the sides represent for you right. today? Heads up is Bugs Bunny, and uh, tails up is uh, Mickey Mouse for me. All right, heads is Bugs but I'm not going to remember that. Guam quarter faded. Okay. <laughs> Lo and behold, I didn't catch it. All right, uh, it is tails. Guam is looking at me. So All you right. get whichever one that one was. Mickey Mouse. I'm defending Mickey Mouse, which is awesome because I'm, uh, I'm going to win this hands down. Because Mickey Mouse is a billion-dollar empire today, the cornerstone of the Disneyland theme parks and of their intellectual properties online and their cruise ships and everywhere. I mean, the Disney estate is making money hand over fist off of this character. And where is Bugs Bunny? Bugs Bunny is nowhere. Uh, The most important thing Bugs Bunny has done in my lifetime was Space Jam, which it was noble that he defended the Earth. But let's be honest, that's over. It's done. What has he done for us lately? Nothing. Mickey Mouse is the present and the future. And that's where we're going with this. Mickey Mouse is the empire of the ears. It's always seen as the evil empire. Disney, what they do, and this started with Mickey Mouse, I'll just use Disney generically, Mickey Mouse specifically, is they chew up real estate. They gobble up corporations one after the other. And pretty soon, we're going to have Apple, Google, and Disney will rule the world. And then everyone will hate all three of them because it's kind of the nature of people to hate those that have everything. And that's what Disney is becoming. We got to slow Disney down before they take over everything. Bugs Bunny is from a simpler age. Bugs Bunny is from Warner Brothers, and uh, they do clean, wholesome family comedy. (laughs) Warner Brothers, I'm not even sure if they're still around. I know their recording label uh, sunk a while ago on Music Row here in Nashville. But uh, Bugs Bugs Bunny gave us one of the most iconic cartoon phrases in all of history with What's Up, Doc? What has Mickey Mouse given us? You gotta get uh, your junk caught in a light socket even to hit the register that Mickey Mouse speaks on. Bugs Bunny was Mel Blanks at his finest. Mel Blanks did most of the voices for the characters that are now cultural icons. Yosemite Sam and Elmer Fudd and Foghorn Leghorn. All of that spun off of Bugs Bunny and they're part of the lexicon of good, clean Norman Rockwell's America, not rich, greedy cult or a corporate machinery America. You know what? We have very different definitions of good, clean fun. How many times have you seen Mickey Mouse shot in the face by a hunter? (laughs) I'm going to say zero. Makes me laugh every time. That happened all the time to Mickey Mouse. People were pointing guns at him and trying to kill him, and they were backfiring and shooting the hunters, (laughs) all without consequence. I mean, the whole punchline of of Bugs Bunny is violence, just absolute violence that horrifies parents Uh. and censors and everybody. It's that whole generation. Mickey Mouse is clean fun. My kids watch that, and nobody gets hurt. Everybody's happy. He's over 
they're driving around a race car. They're they're learning ways to help each other. Mickey Mouse is there to make the world a better place and turn a profit while he's at it. I mean, he's he is the the, the perfect icon of capitalism. This is the way the system should work. I'll help you. You help me get a little richer. Everybody wins. Bugs Bunny is an anarchist. He's just out there hurting people and somehow surviving to live another day. He's looking out only for himself. Like what what worthwhile lesson has Bugs Bunny ever taught anyone? Bugs Bunny has taught people, has taught children to eat their vegetables. That's what he has taught them. Bugs Bunny is rarely seen without a carrot in his hand. And what more wholesome message could you give to mothers and children than kids eat your vegetables? Would kids be eating carrots if it wasn't for Bugs Bunny? I think Big Carrot would have probably folded its tent and moved to some third world country decades ago if it wasn't for Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny probably led the resurgence of vegetables on kids' plates. Bugs Bunny and George Bush with the Brussels sprouts. <laughs> that is a that is a very dated reference. Didn't uh, didn't some farmer dump a uh, a truckload of, of Brussels sprouts on the White House lawn because George Bush vowed never to eat Brussels sprouts? Is that a thing? I'm gonna say it's a thing because your 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 mind is too hopped up on painkillers to know the difference. <laughs> Did George uh, Bush say he didn't want to eat Brussels sprouts? Yeah, and... you've got you've got your story reversed. George, oh, the first George Bush hated Brussels sprouts, hated them with a passion. How do Almost you even much... know this? If this was before your parents met, it because was like 1993. I'm not just an English major; I'm a history major. Mind you, my my history major also taught me nothing, but I have read a book or two in my day. Exactly two <laughs> books. That's it. That's the limit. But I do remember that incident. I want uh, people. So, I want people to take pity on the fact that I'm on pain medication right now. Just, uh, <laughs> all all of got, the good man. people out there. <laughs> now, what uh, if you knew history, you know that we're standing at a point in history right now where capitalism equals evil, where corporate greed equals evil. Rage against the machine, put your thumb in the eye of the man, and Walt Disney is the man right now. We got to take him down, people. We got to lift that the, the kinder spirits like Bugs Bunny, someone who's never hurt anyone. Elmer Fudd, he's the one that was trying to injure and maim. Yosemite Sam, he was the one with the six shooters. Bugs Bunny just wanted to live a peaceful life walking around saying what's up, Doc, and eating carrots. And that's what we want our children to model going forward. It was, it was a gentler time. It was it was a time full of violence, and if you watch his whole uh, his whole catalog of videos, there was a lot of violence going on there. Him versus that giant hair monster. Him versus the coyote. Sometimes <laughs> I mean, awesome. everybody is getting hurt around here. He just lives a a pathway of twisted and maimed bodies and they all bounce back and everything's okay but he's always there hurting people Mickey Mouse has never depended on hurting people not for one second he's just there to be happy and make your life better and people walk around wearing those Mickey Mouse ears and singing the Mickey Mouse theme song when's the last time you heard somebody humming the Warner Brothers Looney Tunes theme song I mean when was the last time you saw somebody wearing Bugs Bunny ears it's not something you do and for the record carrots are awful Awful, and I will stand by that. One of my one of my proudest earliest memories of spite is in my in kindergarten. I had a teacher who didn't like me very much, and for some reason she came down in the down Shocking. in the cafeteria. Yeah, Shocking. yeah, I know. Who could who could imagine somebody not liking me? She said, "You have to eat your cooked carrots." And I said, "If I eat my cooked carrots, I'm going to throw up." She said, "Eat your cooked carrots," and I ate them and I threw them up on her shoes. Wow! To this day, that was still one of my proudest moments. <laughs> oh, if I'd have been your father, I'd have been proud too. 
<laughs> I know carrots are awful. That's the point. Carrots are awful, and so we have to do things to make kids eat their vegetables. Nobody likes vegetables, and Bugs Bunny was part of what made kids eat vegetables. They muscled through that gag reflex and pushed down the stuff that's good for them. Mickey Mouse never did that, and you talk about the theme song. How dare you, James Breakwell? How many people have said, that's all, folks, or that porky pig if I did it Nobody. right now? I, oh, my that. God. That Nobody bit, says bit, that, bit, ever. I, <laughs> that's, that's, okay. That okay. is a we're, factual we're, statement. <laughs> we're going to have to agree that you're wrong. I'm going to go out on a limb and agree with myself here. The other thing that I wanted to say was that Here's probably the the bottom line argument. Mickey Mouse has never been funny. How many times have you laughed at anything any of the Mickey Mouse characters have ever done? It is such a boring, bland, milk toast, try to appeal to everybody humor that it's not humor. Bugs Bunny is a little edgy, and Bugs Bunny and the Warner Brothers stuff is funny. It appeals to kids and adults. I will say this. I have never laughed at either character, not once. And like Looking back, I don't know why, because growing up, I saw Bugs Money far more than, than Mickey Mouse, because you had to pay extra for the Disney Channel. That was rich people territory. But like, I'd sit there and watch you know, Looney Tunes just like dead in the face, just a blank expression, because it wasn't, it wasn't amusing. I don't know why I sat there staring at it. I guess it was better than watching the grass grow, but it really didn't have a lot to offer. But you know who Disney does have a lot to offer to? Little kids. I mean, you're, you're a tad older than the, their target demographic, Steve. <laughs> Maybe not maturity-wise, but definitely age-wise. But my kids sit there, and they giggle, and they laugh, and they are just thrilled. Up at, And that's the younger ones. Then when they get a little older, they move to Disney's other programming, uh, you know, the teen shows and stuff. But Mickey Mouse is the gateway drug for all of that. He introduces them to the whole slate of good, wholesome shows where nobody ever has a shotgun explode in their hand, where hunting season isn't a thing. I mean, you look at Bugs Bunny's struggles. They were like life-or-death situations that he was joking about. And everybody somehow walked away it make it's really it's it's kind of sick and twisted if you look at it but mickey mouse doesn't even get into, in, into any of that he just wants to make you happy he wants to make you feel good and he wants to make you come to, to his theme park and spend a little bit of money and what's wrong with that oh i'll tell you i did a show at a disney hotel a few months ago and just walking through the lobby made me wish a shotgun exploded in my hands <laughs> you have to go into some detail there. Oh, there's just kids everywhere screaming and loud and parents that are raising feral children. It's it's the Walmart of theme parks that uh, you save up all your life to go to Disney once. And then you realize that they have twenty seven dollar hamburgers and the rides aren't that good. And uh, it, I don't know. Uh, Disney is not for me. You get on Main Street to watch the fireworks at the end of the night, and you're crammed in with 7,000 sweating people wearing bad Hawaiian shirts. It's just, it's not a fun experience, and Mickey Mouse is the gateway drug. You are correct. Yeah, people go to Disneyland to get away from people like you. Like, that's the entire point. Like, the fact that you hated it is just exhibit A, that Disney is doing its job. It gets through the, it gets it gets you away from the angry, miserable Steve Olivises of the world and gets you back to a place of happiness. That is, that is where you want to be. And Mickey Mouse is the path to that. It separates the good, wholesome people from the jaded and the bitter. He is, he is our last chance to have that childhood joy inside of us. In Disney, it's just, it's not that, I mean... It, I'm sorry, uh, Bugs Bunny's not that. He hasn't even aged well. Like, when's the last time they even made a new Bugs Bunny cartoon? Like, Warner Brothers has just given up on him. There's no money there. There's no interest there. He's been left for dead. Whereas 
Mickey Mouse, they're pumping out new content as, as fast as they can. Like, Mickey Mouse is the reason U.S. copyright laws keep getting changed because he should be in the public <laughs> domain by now. And Disney keeps, you know, petitioning Congress saying you need to extend the deadline on this. And they keep pushing it back. They keep changing all U.S. laws for the sake of one little mouse. That's how important Mickey Mouse is to America. Mm. Nobody has ever changed a single law for Bugs Bunny, mm. and they never will because he's just not worth it. That now we're getting into George Orwell kind of stuff. That's uh, that's Big Mickey, and we don't uh, <laughs> we don't want that darkness to take over the land. But it sounds like they already have. Mickey is in the pocket of all the politicians, or maybe we say it the other way around: the politician is in Mickey's pocket. All right. Well, hey. If you want to live in a world dominated by one corporation, I suppose you'll have to vote for James. And if you want to just have fun in your life, have humor in your life, and have diversity in your life, you will vote for Bugs Bunny. Now, before we go, James, and we do got to run, we're 19 and a half minutes already. It's been so much, so much... uh it's well. Anyway, well, what between, uh, you, between you repeating yourself and the pig emergencies, it ate up quite a bit of time. We do need to specify code words, though. Actually, there's yeah. two things we need to do that we didn't do earlier in the show. One, oh. we have to specify the penalty, the stakes, as always. And we're actually oh. repeating last week's because it was so popular. Yeah. After my amazing Napoleon Dynamite performance, the penalty again this week is to perform an embarrassing movie scene that we will put up for a vote. So the loser will have to act out a movie scene of your choice. And the other thing we have to do is specify code words because. Because the only reason you had any sort of a chance is that we didn't put James Breakwell and Steve Olivas <laughs> in the voting options. We put Star and Square. Yeah. And then Octagon, which was almost the vote leader. I mean, yeah, <laughs> people love funny. those random options. <laughs> so what, what would you like your code word to be today? Shasta. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're going to pick Shasta? <laughs> Why, why do you ask me an open-ended question and then criticize the answer? What do you I, want me to say? I don't Ruta know. Rutabaga, fire truck, aglet. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, okay. Here's here's what we're gonna do. You, you, it's gonna be a vehicle. You're gonna pick oh, fire God. truck, and I'm gonna pick dump truck. So okay. vote fire truck for Steve. Fire truck. Vote fire dump truck. truck. For James Breakwell, the correct Big answer. dump is what yes. that one is. And yes. also, be sure you hit that subscribe button. Yeah. Whatever platform you're listening on. If you're listening on YouTube, hit that subscribe button lest you miss out on this. I mean, Steve is not going to be hopped up on painkillers forever, <laughs> and I'd hate for you to miss this experience. I mean, this is this is free entertainment at somebody else's expense. <laughs> or if you're on whatever other platform, I think Steve already went through this, but I'm going to hit him again because they're that important. SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, iTunes. Uh, I think we're on Stitcher now. We're working on Spotify, but I don't think we're quite there yet look for look for wrong and wronger on all of those and most importantly hit the subscribe button so you can come join us each and every week and help me win because i am not doing another movie scene i just cannot take that much more humiliation and i'll tell you do you want to know what the two most popular movie themes from my listeners or my uh, followers has have been I, you know what they're probably the same as mine but i had to veto the dirty ones my kids were oh, my kids man. this is family friendly entertainment much like mickey mouse you're the <sighs> bugs bunny generation over there and i'm just i'm just trying to make people happy in a wholesome way Well, then this whole thing is a kangaroo court then. It's not a real vote. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll figure it out before next time. And until next time, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell, saying we're sorry. This is the best we can do on (laughs) Percocet. Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) 